EHH Productions presents KB Cabaret, an original variety show, with your host, Bree Harvey. Hi folks, and welcome to KB Cabaret. My name is Bree Harvey, head writer and producer of this show. KB Cabaret is a calabaloo of original skits, songs, poetry, and short stories. What's Calabaloo, you ask? Magic from a child's creative imagination. I was five when I coined that word, and it's been with my family ever since. The settings originate from my hometown, Parlor City. And the stories originate from people who are a product of fiction. Names, characters, places, and incidents either are products of the author's imagination or are used fictitiously. Any resemblance to actual events, locales, or persons living or dead is entirely coincidental. Thank you, Kate. That, folks, obviously is my lawyer. Starring my friends, the Parlor City Players, Judy McMahon, Kate Murray, Molly Murray, Charles Berman, John Carey, John Montgomery, Bill Murray, and me, your host, Bree Harvey. Welcome to our town. Welcome to Parlor City, where our friends come, come out to play. When neighbors don't leave, they stay and chat a while. Welcome to our town, to KB Cabaret. This week we present KB Cabaret's special Spooktacular Variety Comedy Hour with special Halloween sketches and music from our guest, Dave Rice. Welcome to our time to KB Cabaret. Nine one one, what's your emergency? You, 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 you gotta help me. Are you in immediate danger or bodily harm, sir? I, I, I think so. I'm, I'm not sure yet. I'm afraid. Describe your circumstances, sir. They're right outside the front door, and they, they keep ringing the doorbell. Who is at your front door? Uh, a bunch of weirdos. There's like five of them, and, and two look like they have guns. I called the police, sir, and they're on their way, so please stay on the line. Some of them are wearing masks. What do they look like, sir? Can you describe them? The three midgets are, are disguised as robots. Tall, tall man and woman are dressed normal. I, I think they're ringleaders. Sir, are the robots carrying bags? Yes, yes they are. There must be some sort of crime spree going on tonight, right? Sir, by any chance do you know what today is? Saturday. It's Halloween, sir. And those are called... Trick or treaters. Oh. I take it you don't have children of your own. No. You should keep it that way. Hey, Johnny. What are you doing here? And why are you dressed up as a clown? I'm trick or treating. What do you think I'm doing? You got a problem with that? No, it's just. Just what? Huh? Spit it out. What were you going to say, jerk? It's just that... It's not Halloween yet, Johnny. That's all. Not for another day, you hear me? Another day, Johnny. So what are you saying? I can't go trick-or-treating? No, Johnny, of course not. I wouldn't do that to you, I swear. You can go trick-or-treating if you want. Sure you can. Just... Just not tonight is all. Why not tonight? I got rights. Give me one good reason I shouldn't hurt you. Give me one or you get a trick. 
Yeah, trick. That'll be a real treat for you, won't it? Jerk. No. No, Johnny, it won't. I don't think I'd like that at all. Hey, you wouldn't like it either, would you, Johnny? You wouldn't like it either, I know it. Besides, my name isn't Jerk. Forget it, Jerk. The only thing that matters right now is trick-or-treating, you got that? Trick-or-treating. Now, you got some candy to hand over, or do things have to get a little bit rough? No, Johnny. I mean, yes, Johnny. Sure, Johnny. Whatever you want. I just don't want no trouble, okay? Here. Here you go. It's a day early, but that's okay. You can have some candy, because it don't matter, right? Nothing matters right now. Does it, Johnny? What do you think you're doing? Put some more candy in the bag. Did you think I wouldn't notice? You think I'm stupid? No, Johnny, I would never think that. I'm sorry, Johnny. I, I didn't mean nothing by it. Here, take the whole bag. I got two of them, and now I got one for tomorrow because that's okay, isn't it, Johnny? Hey, I'll be the one who says things are okay. Got that? Sure, Johnny. I meant to say it'll be fine. And if I run out, I'll take the blame and tell all those kids it's my fault for not having enough candy. It's all my fault, Johnny. Did you hear me? It's all my fault. Nobody will ever know you were here tonight. A day early, you know? No one. Who's here, sweetie? Who are you talking to? There ain't no one here, Connie. I tell you if there was. You hear me? I tell you. But there's no one here. You believe me, don't you? Yeah, I believe you. But hurry up. Rawhide will be on in a few minutes, and I know how much you hate to miss Rawhide. Be right there, baby. See how that worked, Johnny? She doesn't know. No one will know. Just like I said. You want the bag of candy or not? Yeah, I'll take the bag. Drop it in. It's not my favorite candy, but maybe you'll have something better for tomorrow night, you think? Sure, Johnny, sure. But you're not coming back tomorrow, are you? When you leave, that's it. You're gone. You're leaving, right? Tell me you're leaving and not coming back. Tell me, Johnny. I don't know yet. Maybe. But what business is it of yours? What do you have to say about that, huh? If I do come back, you're going to try and cheat me out of more candy? Huh? Well? Oh, what happened to you, Johnny? You used to be such a good kid, huh? You used to be so polite and you knew all your holidays. What happened? Where'd you go wrong? I didn't go wrong, jerk. I got smart. No, Johnny. I can't believe that's true. Say it ain't so. It's true, all right. And you can believe it whether you want to or not. I don't want to believe it, Johnny. But if you say it... It's got to be so. Right, Johnny? Yeah, it's so. And I ain't getting cheated out of getting candy anymore. Not by you. Not by anyone. You hear me? No one. I'm getting mine before anyone else gets theirs. That's just the way it's going to be from now on, so get used to it. Okay, Johnny. I'm used to it. Here. Here, take this. What is it? It's a little something extra just for you. Here, take it. A baby Ruth? Yeah, a baby Ruth, Johnny. I thought I'd given out all my candy last year, but turns out there was one left. Found it in the bottom of the candy bowl when I pulled out the Halloween decorations the other day. You can have it. It's yours. Go ahead, Johnny. Take it. This ain't just a baby Ruth, is it? Nothing's ever just a baby Ruth, so I know there's got to be more. What are you trying to say, jerk? Johnny, it's out of control. You know it. It's got to stop. You hear me, Johnny? It's gotta stop. We all see it and it's getting worse, but I ain't blaming you. It's not your fault, Johnny. Ah, oh, Johnny, can't you see what's going on? I know you got eyes and you're not blind. I'm thinking that maybe, just maybe this baby Ruth can be the start of ending all the madness of early Halloweening. 
Don't you think? It's just a start, ain't it, Johnny? Ain't it? Yeah, maybe. And maybe this baby Ruth is just a baby Ruth. So I'm going to take it, and it won't be there for you next year like it was for you this year. So there. Yeah, that's right. I got messages of my own, don't I? Yeah, sure, Johnny. We all got messages. But what about the start? Sure, it's a start. But I'm telling you, it's not the end, and I ain't talking about it no more. You picking up what I'm putting down. Sure, Johnny. Sure. Hey, you gonna be all right, Johnny? Sure. I'll be all right. See you around, kid. Maybe tomorrow. Keep the light on. Hey, Marty, isn't it great that we're out here trick-or-treating? Yeah, Carrie, I haven't done this since I was a little kid. Where'd you get these clown costumes? They were in a box in my attic. We sure are a couple of cool-looking clowns, aren't we? That's us. Cool clowns. Well, here's the first house. I can't wait to see what kind of treats they give us. Trick or treat! Ah! Clowns! I hate clowns! Get out of here, you clowns! Hey, guys, shut up! Wow, Monty. What was wrong with her? I don't know, Carrie. She must have some Halloween hang-ups. Yeah, we didn't get any treats either. Hey, Carrie, look over there. Another clown. Yeah, and it's a girl. I'll bet she'll be impressed to see two cool clowns like us. Hey, girl clown, what's your name? Hi, guys, I'm Binky. Keep it quiet. Don't talk so loud. Somebody might hear us. Okay, we'll be cool, quiet clowns. Good. Now, there's the convenience store. Did you guys bring the weapons? Weapons? I have a squirt gun. And look at my gun. When I pull the trigger, big flag comes out and says, bang. <laughs> Are you guys nuts? Get rid of that junk and take these two pieces. We're going to need to look violent when we walk in that store. We're going to trick-or-treat in that convenience store? Oh, great. Think how much candy they have in there. It's not the candy we want. It's the money, you moron. Come on, let's go. Point those guns in the air and let me do the talking. Imani, hey, isn't this great? We're going trick-or-treat in a convenience store, and we're going to get candy and money. We're a couple of cool clowns, all right. Shut up, you two. Here we go. This is a hold-up. Everybody freeze. Guys, you stop filling those bags. Monty, look. M&M's. Hundreds of them. I love M&M's. Hey, I wonder how many I can fit in my bag. What are you doing? Forget the candy. Get the money from the register and hurry. Carrie, there's a lot of money here. You really think we ought to take it? Oh, no. Here comes the cops. Give me your bags and let's get out of here. You guys go that way. I'll go this way. Wow, Monty. That was exciting. What treats did you get? I didn't get anything. Blinky took my bag. Yeah, mine too. I really wanted those M&Ms. Hey, there they are. I told you there were clowns here. Let's get them. Hey, kill those clowns. Carrie, maybe we should do something else for Halloween next year. Yeah, Monty. Next year, we'll be clowns on tricycles. 
That way we can get away faster. This week's returning musical guest on KB Cabaret is Dave Rice, who presents us with his Concertos, a set of pieces composed in 2012. Dave sought to blend classical influences with the marks of futuristic technology, and to reflect that contrast by using limited repetition to create a sense of darkness, but with glimmers of light peeking through. The first of our selections from Dave Rice this week is called the forest. Let's take a listen. Hurry up. We're supposed to be at the Halloween party by 8 o'clock. Give me a break. It takes a long time to put on this costume and all of this makeup. 
We're going to be late again, Dilly Dally Sally. Uh, you know I hate that name. You fit right in on Halloween, you wolverine. You treat me like a cash machine. <laughs> Your kisses taste like lima beans. Your voice sounds like a farm machine. I think you're a closet queen. You act like you're still 17. Your face is looking bluish green. You eat too many jelly beans. I'll beat you on the putting green. Oh, yeah? Yeah? Well, I'd like to see you in the grave. <laughs> Say goodbye and I'll just wave. I wish that you would just behave. I'll kick your butt and you will cave. I wish that mustache you would shave. Oh, yeah? Yeah, well... Your eyes are dead like a walking zombie. I see no life in your eyes, blondie. You seem to think that I'm your mommy. Your hair was styled by a huge tsunami. Your breath is like pastrami salami. Oh, yeah? Yeah? Well, without your makeup, you're very scary. You make me want to hairy carry. I really think your butt's too hairy. You're not so tough. You are airy fairy. Your body makes me very wary. We fight all night like Tom and Jerry. I wish that we had never married. Oh, yeah? Yeah? Well, I'll come to haunt you like a witch. You might wake up inside a ditch. I only like you because you're rich. When you touch me, I start to itch. I think your brain has got a glitch. Hmm. I can only think of one more word that rhymes with witch. If you say that... You'll be a ghost. Mm, you're the one I love the most. <laughs> I've loved you from coast to coast. My love for you is warm as toast. You're my beefy, juicy roast. About your beauty, I love to boast. You'll always be my uppermost. Excuse me, sir, but there's someone here to see you. Who is it, Margaret? It seems to be a duck. A duck? A duck. What is a duck doing outside my office? Says there's personal business with you to conduct. He said that? She, sir. She said that? Yes, sir. She talks? Yes, sir. Well, let her in, I guess. This way, Ms. Bills, Henrietta Duck Bills. Really? <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, Ms. Duckbills. Henrietta is fine. Right, it's just Ducky. <laughs> I'm sorry again, Ms. Bills. I mean, I mean Henrietta. <clears throat> Sir? Thank you, Margaret. You can go now. If I need you, Margaret, I'll call you on the intercom. Yes, sir. Darling. Baby. What are you doing here, Henny? I was going out to the lake this afternoon. I know, but I couldn't wait. The Mallards have been vying for my attention since December. But, Henny, honey, you chose me last fall. I know, my sweet Drake. I couldn't resist your grunt whistle or your fancy bobbing tail feathers. Well, you made me those tail feathers. I know, and the colors were spectacular. I still can't believe you're here. Do you want to go out to lunch? Wouldn't takeout be more appropriate? 
I don't want to run into your wife or her friends. True. Okay. What'll you have? Pizza? No. Bread is really not good for me. I'm trying to cut down on my carbs. Chinese? They have a wonderful Peking du- Oh, uh, never mind. How about a nice salad from Garden of Salad Temptations? Yes, that sounds swell. Make sure they put on loads of unsalted seeds. Maybe some apple bits, too. Oh, Margaret, call Garden of Temptations. Order a salad with extra unsalted seeds and apple bits for Ms. Bills, and I'll have the chicken Caesar hold the lettuce. Have them delivered to the office. Yes, sir. Thank you, Margaret. Oh, Drake. What? You ordered a chicken Caesar. So? How could you be so callous? I'm not callous, honey. But you knew from the start I'm a carnivore. I know. I know. I'm sorry, Drake, honey. I'm just emotional. To be honest, Drake... I'm here for another reason. I knew something was up. What is it, sweetie? I had a phone call out in the reeds. A phone call? How is that possible? With wireless, Drake, anything's possible. Ah. Anyway, that's not the point. Well, who was it? It was a fox. A fox? Yes. She seemed to know you. Honey, honey, I've never even come close to a fox. Don't you try to outfox me. How long have you been seeing her? I don't know what you're talking about. You're daffy. Shut up. Just answer the question. Okay, fine. She's foxy. She eats meat. Yeah, I know. Foxes devour ducks, Drake. Okay, okay, I'll come clean, Henny. I don't shed my skin for just anybody. I'll tell you the truth. It was just one night, just one night, Henny baby, I promise. Forget it, Drake. Your duck days are over. You're a no-good, fox-hunting, wife-cheating, two-timing snake. Are you through quacking? Maybe. I'm usually flexible, Henny, but I'm tired of your daffy ways. You say we're through, then we're through. What are you doing? No, I'm sorry. I changed my mind. Margaret, cancel the order from Garden of Temptations. Miss Duckbills has flown the coop. And to be honest, I'm full to the brim. <laughs> Couldn't swallow another bite. Our next piece from Dave Rice, appropriately enough for Halloween, is called Beneath a Web. It's a creepy song he wrote while sitting in his basement. The plucked strings are meant to symbolize a fly struggling in a spider's web, and its return countermelodies the advancing of the spider as it gets closer. Beneath a Web. Thank you. 
love our parents. We know we can't kill them. So that's why we write comedy. KB Cabaret presents The Dysfunctionals. And that concludes KB Cabaret's radio rendition of Passion of Dracula. You can hear this and any of our other stories through our podcast. Just go to our website, kbcabaret.com. That's all one word, kbkabaret.com. At Parlor City, there are no goodbyes, only farewells. Well, that was fun. I love listening to the radio. Poor Dracula, always getting the short end of the cross. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it would sort of be nice to always look young and live forever. I would not give Dracula a hard time. I'd say, go ahead, I've got nothing to lose. Come and sink those teeth into me. Uh, I can just imagine. Dracula would say, come to me, Ruth. Let you be mine forever. And what about Stanley? Ruth, you shall only be mine. I will not share you with Stanley. But we've been married for over 50 years. I can't just leave him. Ruth, you will live forever in youth. Forever in youth, huh? Yes, that is what I said. Okay. But be careful of the left side of my neck. That's where I had incisions made for my thyroid operation back in 49. <laughs> It tickles. <laughs> now you're mine forever. <coughs> what is that? Oh, you bit into my emergency alert button that's hanging on this necklace. Emergency alert? What is your emergency? Ah, uh, make it go away. It's okay. I'm with Drac over here. I need a bag of A-positive blood. <laughs> You need a transfusion? No, I need a drink. <laughs> Ruth, what are you doing? Just playing. I feel so young and playful, if you know what I mean, Drac. I am confused. Voice of the night, go now. We are in no need of your assistance. Is everything okay, ma'am? Better than all right. Oh, Drac, are you sure I'm dead? I feel so alive. You have never been more dead, Ruth. Oh, give me your blood, Vlad, my impaler. Ah, ah, what is that? Oh, <laughs> my dentures. Oh, but I still can bite with these two fangs. Uh, maybe you should take a nap, Ruth. Stop running from me. I only want more blood. I only have so much. Gotcha. Ah, what is that noise? My hearing aid fell out, but who cares? Stay still, my Transylvania blood count. No! Renfield! Stop flying away, my batch pyre. Renfield! <laughs> Master, what's going on? I need to get away, Renfield. Give me the wooden cross. The wooden cross will burn you, master. Renfield, I need it now. Here, master. Ah! I am sorry, Ruth, but I have to burn you with the cross. 
Ah, he's not working. This cross should burn you. That thing is not going to burn me, Dracula. I'm Jewish. You don't look very good. Ruth, you're killing me. Here, Drac, try some garlic. Ah! I don't get it. Garlic is a cure-all for anything. Sort of like chicken soup. Oh, oh you're killing him. You're killing him. <laughs> what are you laughing about? Everyone wants to be young forever. I know, Ma, I know. But, you know, I do feel sorry for Dracula. <laughs> saga ends again for now but join us next time for the dysfunctionals do you know why i called you in here yeah you need to stop using my psychic powers while working the drive-thru i know wait how do you oh it doesn't make sense not to i mean it saves time and nobody can hear each other through that crap speaker well bad speaker or not i've been getting i know i know complaints about me all week they're all dumb. Everyone's dumb. Dumb? The guy said he asked for the big beef bueno, and you refused to give him anything but the chicken boat ultimate. Uh, he's a liar. That, that's not what he wanted. No, it's what he ordered. It's not what he wanted. Don't we want to give people what they want? If we did, would we really be a fast food joint? Uh, that would probably be up to corporate. Al, have you ever heard that the customer is always right? You don't believe that. Yes, I... Okay, it doesn't matter if I believe it. That's the biggest crack I've ever heard. Always right. The last person who came through thought you were attractive. Seriously? Who? Oh, come on. Even you've got to admit that that can't be right. I I'm asking you who? The 83-year-old woman in the wheelchair whose husband just died of carbon monoxide poisoning while he was trying to fix her car. I mean, you saw her. Ick. Oh my god. Um, you're thinking about her right now. No, 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 I'm not. You are! You're thinking about her naked 83-year-old body. Oh god, that's revolting. This is why people are complaining, Al. Uh, listen, I rarely talk about naked 83-year-old bodies with the customers. Just because you can tell what people are thinking does not mean you should be talking about what people are thinking. This one guy who was taking out his kid's whole Little League team after the game, did you have to tell him you knew he was wearing ladies' underwear? I was recommending deals! Clothing Beetle was having a 20% off sale! I don't even want to know how you knew that. Uh, hello, I'm psychic. Look, I walked up behind you today and I heard you giving a couple directions to another restaurant. Do you realize how bad for business that is? People will think we don't even believe in our own product. How could you use your psychic whatever for, for, for finding ways to lose us business like that? They asked me. They were lost. Not everything is psychic. Jeez. Oh, that's all right. No, no, it isn't. You, you don't give people directions to the competition. You don't embarrass customers. And you don't give them things other than they ask for. You just give them the food and that's it. You got it? I tried that already. Al... You have to wait for them to order. This is so inefficient. And so creepy. What? What? What's creepy? They're here for food. There are a few possible reactions when you just tell them the price before they order, Al. There's scared, 
confused, angry, and possibly hungry. Well, they'd have to be to eat here. What did you say? I said I wish that they would be of good cheer. No, you didn't. I know what you said. I know. Stop asking me to say it again. Al! No, she isn't, Bill, and I'm insulted that you would even suggest that. Wait for me to say things before you answer! Jeez, what a waste of time. No, it's basic politeness. Are you finished? Do you really have to ask? Nope. All right, Al. You have got a hell of a lot to live down here. Hey. Hey, wait, come back here. Where are you going? I know you're going to fire me. Well, that was easier than I thought it would be. And by the way, even the non-psychic people all know it's a toupee. Crap. Our next piece from Dave Rice is called The Castle. It was the second song written for his album and the first using the theme of dark versus light. The melody paints a clear picture of an island of happiness in a sea of gray fog. It's a theme for holding on to what makes us the most happy in the middle of a dark void. The Castle.
the Freezers, an unusual family with an unusual ability, where family members can and do spontaneously freeze at any given moment for varying lengths of time and with no prior notice or control. The dinner table has been set and family seated, enjoying a delicious meal with a close friend. Suddenly and without warning, Uncle Billy freezes while being passed a bowl of mashed potatoes. Someone takes the bowl from Uncle Billy, serves themselves, and puts the bowl back in his hands. Family members continue on as if nothing has happened and everything is normal. The dinner guest, however, is a bit surprised. Oh my god! I think the old man is having a stroke! Aw, oh, crap. Uncle Billy just froze. What's happening? Why is he doing that? Well, like I said, he, he froze. It just happens. Runs in the family. I think it has something to do with an extra chromosome or something missing in her DNA. I'm not sure. We never really had it checked out. He doesn't seem to be responding. Is he okay? Oh, he's fine. It happened before. To most of us. Wow. How long does it last? Minutes. Hours. Days. Years. You just never know. Years? You should have been here when Aunt Millie turned up missing. Two hours later, Dad checked the bathroom and found her frozen on the toilet. <laughs> yeah. Now there's something you can't unsee. Sammy. Get your finger out of Uncle Billy's ear. Think he'll feel that when he comes back? Just eat. Come here, Robert. I want to show you something. What? Over there, on the couch. Oh, my. Are they... Dead? No. Froze? Yep. Been like that for about a week. Who are they? Those are my cousins. They froze together at the exact same time, right in the middle of their conversation. Can you believe it? Weird, huh? But that's nothing. Come check this out. Wow. They all came in here and froze? No. We hosted our family reunion here several years ago. Years ago? Uh-huh. We think that maybe alcohol may have had something to do with them being frozen so long. And you stuck them all in his room? Well, we had to put them someplace. Because calling a doctor would be what? Stupid? Oh, that's Cousin Eddie. Froze in the middle of a sneeze. <laughs> Pretty funny, huh? That kid next to him is his 12-year-old son, Ernie. He froze just as he was trying to kiss his first cousin, Jessica. Little turd. That'll teach him. And Cousin Earl is the guy underneath Aunt Millie. What the... Yeah, I know. Aunt Millie froze while she was on the can. And you had to put her over Cousin Earl? If you look closely, you can see how her feet are tucked into Earl's armpits. It helps hold her up. Jeez, the least you could have done was pull up her pants and take that roll of toilet paper out of her hand. So what happens to them now? Well, we just wait until they, well, you know... Thaw. Thaw? You know, come back. Then what? Well, depending on how long they are frozen, we catch them up on current events and then send them on their way. Uncle Billy's back. Make sure you save him some mashed potatoes. Speaking of mashed potatoes, come on, Bob. Our food's getting cold.
All right, who put the mashed potatoes in Uncle Billy's head? <laughs> well, you did say to save him some. Hold still, Uncle Billy. Uh, mashed potatoes, Bob? Uh, I think I'll pass. Dad, look, Aunt Millie's back. Hey, Millie, welcome back. Everything okay? How long have I been in there? A little over two years. Two years, huh? Well, I don't want to overstay my welcome, so I'm heading home. Uh, back of your skirt is tucked into your... Hey, Millie, you want me to... No, but I'm good. Someone's going to have to clean Cousin Earl. And I'd take some Lysol in there, too, if I were you. Hey, hope someone fed my cats. Hey, Cousin Ernie's back, too. <laughs> Two frickin' years, buddy. Two years? All right. Jessica's got to have some boobs by now. Ernie. It's so nice to be out in a restaurant, and I don't have to cook. Well, that's why I brought you here. That's why I love you. You are a thoughtful and generous man. Why, thank you, darling. Good evening. My name is Daryl, and I'll be your server tonight. Welcome to Darwin's. Have you ever dined with us before? No. No, this is our first time. Marvelous. Well, let me explain what we do here. Here, we let you choose an experience from either of the feeding categories. What are you, an herbivore or carnivore? Oh, well, that's simple. I'm the herbivore. And I'm the carnivore. Very good. Each of you will be supplied your various gear to gather your food. Then we prepare it for you in our award-winning kitchen. Come with me, please. This is so exciting. I guess. Here we are, out in the forest. This looks so real. But it's not, right? We here at Darwin's try to make the experience the most authentic as possible. Sir, your spear and blade. Ma'am, a small shovel and sickle. And here, put these on, please. I have to wear rubber coats and boots? Yes, sir. Things can get messy. Oh, my. You have 15 minutes to gather your food and place them in the designated trough. Your names are already on them. Ready? Hunt and gather. Uh, this is a little awkward. I wish I knew we were going to do this. I wouldn't have worn a pin skirt and heels. Oh, blueberries! I had no idea. Oh, wait. Wait, I see something. Shh. It's a rabbit. You're not going to kill a bunny, are you? Well, this is Darwin's. It's all about survival, Claire. All about survival. Carl! Carl! Are you all right? I missed it by a hair. Don't worry about me. Just a little scratched up. Ooh, what's there? Boy, he's really into this. <gasps> oh, mushrooms! And raspberries! Oh, oh, and, and what's that stock? It's an onion! Claire and Carl, you have two minutes to put your food into your trough. Oh, no, I can't just eat ten berries, two mushrooms, and an onion. What else is there? Where's the romaine or the spinach? Come on, honey. Let's run. We're almost out of time. Wait, I almost dug this out. Come on! Okay, okay. That's your trough. 
And that's mine. Come on, throw in the food. Back to civilization. Oh, that was fun. I felt the call of the wild, the connection to my hunter ancestry. I guess. At least in my yard, I know where everything is. Here we are, survivors. Your own gatherings prepared by our Darwinian chefs. What's this? That, my dear, is a grilled wood rat. Oh. What are you eating? Apparently a salad. Mm. Is everything prepared to your satisfaction? Say, do you have some bottled wine we don't have to stomp on? Of course, sir. We carry only the best vintage wine in town, starting at $150 a bottle. Fine. Bring out a couple of those. Maybe if we get drunk enough, we'll down this meal. Yes, sir. That's the secret to our restaurant's survival, sir. It's the Darwinian way. Our final song from Dave Rice has another appropriate title for Halloween, Death March. And this song, however unappealing it may sound, was inspired by the idea of being worked to death. The melody is unforgivingly repetitive, with only short breaks allowing a fair wind to pass over you. This is where the album takes a dark turn in its themes and corresponding melodies. Here's Death March by Dave Rice. Hey, Doris, don't forget to put mustard on my sandwich. Seriously, Marv? 
Have I ever made you a ham and cheese without mustard? Once. That's when we were dating, and I didn't know you liked mustard. Just making sure it doesn't happen again. Keep it up, and I'll. <laughs> Honey, are are you okay? Honey. Honey. Uh oh. What? What? What happened? Damn it! What happened? Nothing. Don't come in here. Why not? You need help? No, I can handle it. Just keep watching the news and fill me in later. Okay. Uh, can you bring me in a can of soda when you bring me my sandwich? Sure. What kind? Root beer. All right. Be right there. Thanks, hon. Whoa! What the? Now, now, dear, don't freak out and get all upset. What do you mean, don't freak out? There's a huge knife sticking out of your neck. How the hell am I not supposed to freak out? Well, that's the least of it. Uh, what do you mean, least of it, honey? We have got to get you to the hospital. No, no, we don't. Well, you're not bleeding, so that's a good thing. Yeah, um, uh, all the blood—it's on the kitchen floor next to the body. Body. What body? Mine. What do you mean, yours? Mine, my body. I don't get it. What do you mean, my? Will you please stop asking me? What do you mean? I mean my dead body. It's on the kitchen floor. Honey, I'm still not following you. You're standing right in front of me, albeit with a huge knife sticking out of your neck. Oh, wait a minute. Is this a joke? Marvin, listen to me. I'm a ghost now. Say what, honey? I'm dead. Okay. What happened? <sighs> well, I slipped on some mustard that squirted on the floor when I was making your sandwich, and on the way down, I knocked over the knife block. They went flying, and I landed on the carving knife. Ta-da! Hmm. What? That's it. Hmm. Is all you got? What do you expect? I'm sitting here watching the news, waiting for my sandwich and a root beer, and you walk in with a knife jammed in your throat, telling me you're dead. How am I supposed to act? There's not a whole lot in my emotional repertoire to draw from on this one, Doris. How do I know this isn't some sort of prank? It's not a prank. Could be. You know, I know my brother. He could be in on this. Oh, yeah. I'll give you that. But trust me. It's not a prank. Well, other than your body lying on the kitchen floor and that that knife thing in your neck, you seem to be okay with it. Marvin, have you seen the body? No, I haven't seen the body yet. Well, I don't recommend it. It's pretty bad, and I don't want that to be your final memory of me. So I'm fulfilling my last bit of unfinished business here on Earth by bringing you. Your snack. This way, I'm able to move on to the next level, and you get your sandwich. It's a win-win. I understand. Is that my sandwich? Yes. Would you mind cutting it in half for me before you leave? Sure. Well, folks, that's all for today's show of KB Cabaret. 
I want to thank you, our wonderful audience, for tuning in. KB Cabaret could not exist without you. I would also like to thank our hardworking actors and writers, Kate Murray, Judy McMahon, Molly Murray, Charles Berman, John Carey, John Montgomery, and Bill Murray. And I'd like to thank our hardworking sound engineer, Charles Berman, and his assistant, Valentine Monfuega. My musical engineer, Dave Rice, and a special shout-out to Christina Danella, my former music engineer, who is now working on Broadway. KB Cabaret is always looking for original musicians and writers. Inquire at kbcabaret.com. And sponsors, we have a special page just for you at kbcabaret.com. Just go on to the sponsors link and hook up. In Parlor City, there are no goodbyes, only farewells. Until next time, this is Bree Harvey. Have a Calabaloo type of day. Thank you for coming, coming to stay a while. Thank you for coming to spend some time. We love to have you and share our Parlor City. Back again now to KB Cabaret.